and welcome back to another episode of Relatable Chapters. Uh, today I'm joined with Chris Johnson. How's it going? Oh yeah, not too bad. Eh? It's a raining morning. Rainy no? day, uh, yeah. it's a bit gloomy out there. <laughs> um, my work mate, work wife, who's on the episode before Cullum, he's doing a twelve or six hour adventure race in the Naki today. Ooh. And he'll be wet right now, I tell you that, there's a big storm coming through, so that's not very good. Um, three things you're grateful for today, we'll start there. Family's a big thing mm-hmm. for me, um, they know who they are, um, friends as well. I'm guessing they know who they are. They too. especially know who they are too, <laughs> and um, life as well, being yeah. alive. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Um, go for the for this coffee again. Cheers, Chris. It's actually a fucking good mocha. Um, where'd you get it from? Uh, regular Rainbow nose. Oh, it's delicious. Um, I'm grateful for uh, yoga this morning. It's a good way to get the body going, get the mind going. Um, and I'm grateful for having a ute now. I was able to help mum get some wood this morning. <laughs> Perks of having a ute, hey. Um, so there's another one that we've started doing is. Six pillars of well-being. So this is just a quick-fire question. Um, kind of get to know you a little bit more before we dig deep into stuff. So what do you do to chill, to calm the mind and body, to be present? Um, so I yeah, started a new like hobby as like DJing as well. Um, so that's when I was under a lot of stress, um, like for work-wise, mm-hmm. I always came home and, you know, knuckled down on my computer and listened to music. Music is, you know, when I want to, you know, be stress-free, it's what cools me down. It's what makes me not want to think about anything. Yeah. Yeah. What do you do to do to keep learning and get creative? Would that just be music again? Yeah, just music again. Get creative. yeah, there's, I suppose, there's a lot of time and effort in that, but mm. yeah, creativity, that's you know, one that's thing I probably, that is probably the only thing, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm not a creative person, but um, yeah, I suppose that is it. <laughs> what do you do to connect, to build relationships and boost connections? Um, I feel like I'm a very social person, mm-hmm. um, I, you know, I don't, I'm not a big fan of having a stay-at-home kind of night. If I'm, I like to be out with my mates. I like mm-hmm. to interact. Um, so, yeah, just going out and seeing them, either talking to them um, on the phone, or you know, just going going seeing them. Mm. Nice. Um, how do you celebrate to so find gratitude and uh, live your values? Um. Yeah, so I do like to, like, big accomplishments, like, I kind of like to celebrate with my friends, Mm -hmm. Um, just to, yeah, just to get out there, and I kind of like having a good time kind of thing, I like to live my life having fun, you know, I don't want to, yeah... I like to have fun in my life and I don't feel like life should be very, you know, dull. Mm-hmm. So when I do want to celebrate something, I like to have fun and do something. Yeah. Nice. Uh, what do you do to move, stay active and feel energised? Um, so I've started actually running uh, oh, yeah. lately. 
and um, you know we do have a run club at this moment of time. Um, and <laughs> what a run club? Yeah, so this little thing that we have a little group chat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And every single time we go for a run, uh, we take a photo of our sweaty selves. Yeah, red, red, hot, and sweaty, and then t- tell each other how much we've run. So bragging rights. Yeah, like, I've, I've done the work <laughs> yeah, today. Yeah. Here it is. Yeah, yeah, and then you just get called out if you don't get go yeah. for a run. Accountability. <laughs> Fuck, that's nice. Is that with Toby? Yeah, he's yeah. in the he's in the yeah. club. <laughs> nice. Um, what do you do to enjoy? So practice self care and focus on fun. You kind of already touched on this, haven't you? Yeah. Um, so what I do for fun, like. Yeah, what do you do to have fun? Enjoy. What do you do to enjoy life? Yeah, I just like to. I just like to have an active social life. That's yeah. that's me. I am a social butterfly. Yeah, you know. <laughs> um. So how do I know the guest? Um. So through Ellie Gordon and Tobias. Yeah, pretty much. So past guests as well. Um. I'm keeping my circle small here. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, I suppose just through them, eh? We've I've bumped into a few times around town and that. We went to Topol yep. for the girls' birthdays. We <laughs> we grinded that dude's clutch. <laughs> <laughs> and it's stunned. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, that was funny. New Year's um, as well? No, I didn't go to that one. Carl did. Oh, didn't you? Yeah, that oh. was Joe's farm when everybody was yeah. on um, Buffs, I would say. That was that year. Yeah. Yeah, that year. <laughs> yeah, 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 that year. <laughs> I'm sure a lot of people remember that year. Um, Being in the clutch. <laughs> yeah. I remember because he asked, he's like, hey, do you know how to drive around? He's like, yeah, 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 uh, of course. And you just burned it. Like, so Carl and I were in the back seat. Like, what the fuck? Like, the whole way. When you picked us up, it still stunk. <laughs> oh, mate. At least we got there. Oh, yeah. Oh, credit to you. So that's something we'll touch on, though, is your sober driving skills. Um, everyone has a beginning. So uh, what was your upbringing like? Start from the start, peel it all back. Um, yeah, my upbringing, upbringing was uh, amazing. Um, so grew up on a big dairy farm. Mm-hmm. Uh, my parents were uh, share milkers, uh, a, large, a large, um, large herd. Um, over a thousand cows. What is a sheep milker? So they pretty much own the cows. Yeah. And then there's the people that own the land. All oh, right. Fifty yeah. fifty sheep milkers. Yeah. Okay. Um. And so I went to a very very little um, country school with sixty kids. Nice. Yeah. I think my year group had the biggest of ten people in it. Oh. <laughs> Whereabouts was that? Um, in Otrahonga, about. Eight k's out of Otrahonga, yeah. very small, um, but I enjoyed it mm. as far as much as I can remember. Um, but yeah, grew up with uh, my brother. I've got two brothers. Um, they are five years and three years, I think, older than me. Mm-hmm. And after a while, they went off to boarding school um, as well. And so you know, I was home with my parents for a little bit uh, by myself until um, I went over there. Um, I went to Hamilton Boys Hiding High School boarding school. Yeah, Argyle. Yeah, Argyle House. Yeah. 
Um, always win haka competition because they always train, eh? Always train, yeah. And and singing, but we never do too well in that. Either. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably because of the smallest uh, team, eh? Yeah, I know, right? We don't have the volume. But, yeah. <laughs> um, but now, boys, I um, was a big thing, I suppose, in our family. Like, my dad went there. Uh, my cousins, my uncles, um, my dad was head head boy there. Oh yeah, um, as well. And yeah, so it was kind of, I suppose, not that we had to go there, but mm. you know, just kind of. I suppose you had no choice anyway because you're you're a kid. <laughs> no, not really. You get put, you get put where you put. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. How do you think boarding school um, crafted you? Uh, boys high thing has crafted you into a young man. You know, being away from family. The best thing I found is that later in life, like when I went to, you know, university, mm-hmm. I didn't get homesick like, you know, like some of the other people would have. Yeah, yeah. You know, like I knew what I was like being away from home and when I went on a holiday or I went on a school camp, I went on something else with my Parents weren't there. Mm, you were fine. I was fine, mm. you know, and, you know, quite a few people do get homesick. Yeah. And it's, it's a crazy thing, but that's what I quite enjoyed. Like, I don't, I'm not afraid of going anywhere because, you know, I've lived five years without yeah. living at home. Yeah, so, yeah, not getting homesick and just being, very, you're very close to your friends. As well, yeah. Like obviously, you're living with them. Yeah. <laughs> Was there any bullying that went around in, in hostels? I've heard oh. stories about you know in the toilets, fucking dunking heads and shit. Yeah, yeah. There is quite a bit of, um, or not quite a bit, but there is bullying. Yeah, and um, throughout there, um, it's just the senior boys and the younger boys. It's like an apprenticeship, really, isn't it? Like, yeah, they always dog and the. There's the also fellas. in between your like year groups as well, mm. um, like. And everyone gets it. Like, mm. you know, you can't go... I suppose you can't go throughout boarding school and not being bullied. If you, you know? didn't, you were the bully. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, like, I can say, you know, I think I I got bullied, mm. you know. I would say that I think I did. Um, and, yeah, that's... And also, going through that kind of stuff, you know, you can take some... You know, when someone gives you shit, you know, you can take that. Mm. You know, you d- it doesn't come to your head. You know, you don't get hurt. You don't get... Once you've gone through, you know, that stage of... In the, like, even in general, if you get bullied at high school, if you get bullied, you know, at the hostel, you've gone through that. And when that all finishes, you know, when that high school finishes, when someone gives you shit, you know, you don't... So you're telling me there's a benefit of being bullied at high school? I reckon there is. In the long term. In the long term. Because you kind of put up a thick skin. Yeah. That's an interesting concept. I don't think it's the right way, but it toughens you up, I suppose. It does. Oh, like, I think I think yeah. it does, but, like, some people just... It must be a threshold, like, if you push it too far, then that oh. person could be, like, traumatised for life. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. It definitely. But if you have a little bit, yeah, yeah, I see where you come from. Yeah, like, yeah. I feel like I, you know, it has to really 
grind my gears to actually get to me. Yeah, before you get fired <laughs> up. Yeah. 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 Um. So you jotted down some turning points. Uh, your first one, nearly drowning. That was at high school, wasn't it? Yeah. So, uh, year eleven. Mm. Um. So it was the Friday before Queen's birthday. I actually remember. <laughs> <laughs> I've actually got the date. I don't actually know the physically date, but I know it's before Queen's birthday. Uh. And I was a swimmer. I was a national swimmer, like a trained, I think it was like five times a week or something. Trained professional. Yeah. <laughs> like, I can't say I was like the best, yeah, but yeah. like, you know, I had qualified for nationals. Mm-hmm. Um, and then one morning, you know, I got, I can't, you know, remember it but you know I got into the, my taxi to get to there in the morning at 6 o'clock in the morning push off the wall and never arose like I literally pushed off the wall and just my back just curled onto yeah. the water yeah so it wasn't swimming sports or anything it was just a training day just a training yeah so what happened Um, I'm putting it to like pushing your body to the limit like mm. literally pushing your body to the limit I was 55 kilos, mm-hmm. and then, you know, training that much a week, and I wasn't a big eater, um, and, you know, I probably didn't have enough fuel in my mm-hmm. body, and um, th- throughout the years, we've also, like, me and my parents have also thought of, like, you know, what could have triggered it, mm-hmm. kind of thing, Um so, I did have um, two seizures prior to my accident. Mm-hmm. Um, I had one when I was in Samoa uh, for a school camp in mm-hmm. year 10. Um, and I had one in a car to training um, from on a Sunday. And, yeah, so when I pushed off the wall... They th- one thing is uh, they think I may have glandular fever at mm-hmm. that time. Um, so your body's already under stress. Yeah. And training that times mm-hmm. a week, and apparently you're not supposed to train when you do have it. Mm-hmm. Um, that could have just made it even 10 times yeah, worse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but no, I clipped my, um, my swimmer that was in my lane. I clipped his shoulder, and he... Saw me, he was like, "What the, you know, what what are you doing? Yeah, like why are you head down? Why are you?" And anyway, my coach jumped in and he they dragged me out. Yeah, um, yeah, there was. So what was it? Did you black out? Like, obviously, I'm guessing you don't remember. But was it a seizure? I don't know. Um, I don't think. They know because yeah. he was on the opposite side of the pool with my coach, yeah. and I was pushing off the other side. Yeah, and they we just met in the middle. So I don't, I'm not sure. I haven't heard anything yeah. if I did have a seizure or not. Um, there was other people in the pool, mm. um, like there was a th- when I heard there was like an emergency doctor, there was a nurse in there, there was a surgeon in there. There was a lot of medical staff that was in the pool training. Like, they were in a trifle 
triathlon training yeah. group. Yeah. Was this at Waterworld or something? No, I was at St. Paul's. I swam yeah. for St. Paul's. So it wasn't like a school training. It was open to the public that day. No, it was a um, swimming club. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was. But so you had adults. Yeah, I had about. adults yeah. in there too. Um, And then when I got dragged out um, a little bit further deep into it, uh, I saw my body from the top. Yeah? Yeah, it's... Nothing. I haven't actually really opened about opened up to this to many many people, but mm. um, it is cr- like I saw my body from on top, and I saw a few people around it, mm-hmm. and then it just like boom, you're Back. gone, yeah, and then you're just black darkness, and then again, I saw it, my body going into the ambulance from behind. Mm-hmm. And then, boom, just blacked out again. And, yeah, it's just, that's what, like, my near drowning, why why they call it a near drowning is because, yeah, I I literally drowned, like, they don't know how long I was underwater for. They mm-hmm. do think it's between 40 to 60 seconds. Mm-hmm. And an average, um, like, Joe Blog wouldn't have survived that. Um, they said because because I was a swimmer for nine years, um, I had that my lung was so big from swimming yeah, for so yeah. long, I could like have more like air in there, and that's yeah. why I could have survived for that much longer. But um, yeah, that was, and then from then on, I got rushed to hospital, and just lucky enough there. Around the corner is the ambulance people. Yeah, yeah, yeah true. Yeah, down the road, yeah. <laughs> yeah, down the road. Um, and then I got put into intensive care. Now I got put into induced coma. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Is that bad? <laughs> that bad, yeah. So I was in coma for a day. Um, and yeah, I don't, can't say I remember from that accident. I can't say that I remember much from year nine, year 10. Um, I remember, you know, classrooms. I remember school teachers. I don't remember, like, I hardly remember anything that happened. Yeah. Yeah. You're talking about just, like, uh, yarns at lunchtime and... Yeah, funny, like, funny memories. I literally, it's, like, Gone. gone. I've... So, did you take on water in the lungs or something? Like, how come you went into uh, induced coma? Lack of oxygen. Lack of oxygen. Because it is a drowning and lack of oxygen is classed as a head concussion. Mm -hmm. And it's mean that you're just, you know, so what they're doing is they're kind of resting the brain because, you know... My, I suppose my brain went under that much stress of having mm. no oxygen, yeah. so it wasn't actually breathing, you know, um, if you can call a brain breathing, but like, it just, I think what they're doing is just making it to a normal yeah, function. Yeah, proper mm. level state. So how long did the recovery take? Uh, was it just those couple of days and you're like back to normal? A week. Yeah. And then I think I was back at school, or maybe two weeks and I was back at school. Um, and then from then on, I um, went to a neurologist, mm-hmm. um, and 
they pretty much informed me that I had developed epilepsy from my um, not I wouldn't say developed, but like as confirmed. Yeah, confirmed that I had epilepsy. Like I did obviously have um, the two seizures prior to that accident, but this is kind of what really triggered it. Yeah. So what is epilepsy? This was your second turning point. Yeah. So epilepsy is like I'm pretty sure it's something on the side of your brain, which at some point it's like what happens. There's multiple people. Like, People have a lot of different seizures. Mm-hmm. You know, there is that, cl- that classic one and, you know, people drop to the ground and their mouth froths. Yeah. And, you know, they do, they shake heaps. Mm-hmm. Um, I, there's, there's a lot of different kind of epilepsy. There's, it's just like every other, you know, supposed brain, um, there's from a brain injury or there's there's also there's different types of everything yeah for you sure. know like people react there would be people with epilepsy that would have very mild you know there would be people that very bad they would have different seizures kind of than i would you know they're not we're not all the same every brain injury we're all different yeah. you know so it's case by case yeah but what are, so your epilepsy do do you know what your seizures are like? Yeah, so I have, um, I what I do, um, I have like I talk really weird. Um, so one seizure I had prior to my accident, I was, was sitting in my car with my mom and dad, um, heading to, heading to training actually, and I just started talking about Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, just uh, out of the blue, out of the blue, um, and yeah, I. That's all I've heard from them. Yeah, so do you know consciously that you're doing it, or is it like you just come back and your parents are like, uh, yeah. you're just and you're like, wait, what? Yeah, no, pretty much I feel like, because I don't know that it's yeah. happened. Um, Until someone tells you and you're like, yeah. oh shit, I just so made, uh, my version of a seizure. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So like I do have the like the big shaky tonic, they're called ton- tonic clonics, I think. Yeah. And, and you know, you shake... Um, and then they f- say that, it, and I guess it is true. They say it's like running a marathon. That's how tired you get from having a seizure. True. So you're abs- you just get depleted. Yeah, you're yeah. absolutely knackered afterwards. Oh. And like, once you have a seizure, um, you know the best thing is for what people to do because most people when they first see someone with a seizure. The first instant is to call an ambulance. Mm. You know, um, when they do have a seizure, if it's not, you know, if they haven't really smashed their head on something, you know, falling over, if they've yeah. just fallen over, they just need to just wait till it's half finished. Yeah, put them in recovery push position until they wake up. Yeah, That's, and when you do wake up, you haven't actually literally woken up like. Um, I could probably say many times I woke up from a seizure and I was in bed sleeping. I don't know how I got there at all. Yeah. But, you know, shout out to my mum and dad for getting <laughs> me there. <laughs> yeah. I've been um, knocked the fuck out twice now in rugby. Yeah. That's why I stopped. But the yeah. first one, yeah, like rushed to hospital and everything. Yeah. Apparently the old man was talking to me the whole time and I don't remember any of it. I just yeah. remember 
gaining consciousness mm. in the hospital, but you're awake. It's a similar thing. Like you're awake, but you're not consciously there. Yeah, yeah. So how many times have you had seizures then? Like, does it happen quite often? Um, I not. Yeah. So I think I would probably have had around twenty to thirty. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be able to confirm the exact number, yeah. but around that figure, like. So is it like one a year, or does it come up when you're stressed out, that kind of thing? No, nah, so... Have figured patterns? Uh, the very first, like, why I had so many to start off with was because I wasn't medicated right. Mm-hmm. Um, so at that time, I was, you know, going to a neurologist, and he was, let's try this medication. Mm-hmm. That medication doesn't work. Let's pull you off that, you know. So how do they... Sorry. Um, how do they know what medication to put on? How do they know that it's not working? Is it if you don't if you have continue yep. having seizures, they're like, okay, that's not going to yep. work. They're so it's just trial and error to trying to find that case by case solution. Yeah. Like they're very intelligent people, neurologists. Mm. Yeah, I would <laughs> hope so. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's tr- like literally it was. I think I tried one drug before the two that I'm on now. Mm-hmm. Um. And yeah, so it was pretty much just trial and error. I think they he started using one that was just coming out mm-hmm. of like um, just getting like made or just like that process. Yeah, yeah. Of actually coming to be yeah. public, whatever. Um, and obviously, I was still having seizures on there. And so, what they kind of do is, you know, they start off with one dose, and then they, if you have a seizure, they increase it. Mm-hmm. And if that doesn't work, then they will decrease it, and they'll try. Oh, then they'll try another drug, mm-hmm. and then they'll go. Ah, oh, yeah, okay. Then this drug works well with this drug, so you know mm-hmm. they'll add another one. And yeah, like I'm on two two drugs at the moment, and I take mm-hmm. three pills twice a day. Shit. Yeah. Uh, Fuck. That's actually quite a lot, eh? Yeah, it is quite a bit. Yeah. What happens if you miss miss one? Um, so yeah, um, if you miss one, it is quite you know, it's not not the best thing to so do. You do notice it? Um, if you haven't had one in a long time, like I suppose you would feel it. Yeah. Um, like sometimes you get, I have got lightheaded or um. I like I can say I've forgotten my pills once or twice, mm-hmm. you know. But, but is that is that once in the day or for an entire day? So you missed all three hits? No, nah, just probably just once, yeah. once a day. Yeah, because like once I think about it, like once I'll be like, oh, okay, you know, I forgot it. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, does that does that scare you? The fact that you're dependent in a way on it that you have to take it everywhere you go. Yeah, so that's uh. It's the thing is, is that I, you have to, it's like the first thing that has to come to your mind yeah. when I go away, when I, you know, when I go to overseas, you know, like overseas would be a hard thing for me yeah. because I wouldn't know where to get it. I wouldn't know how much I'd have to like pay for mm. it um, because obviously drugs are funded um, in like around every country. Mm. Um, so one of my 
drugs, actually. I think it was last year or the year before, uh, the New Zealand government, or it's called, they're called something else, but New Zealand something, and they stopped funding one of my drugs. Mm. And that means that it would have been a lot harder to get, if not harder, pay a lot of money for it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and to get that like funded, my parents had to write a note saying how much I actually relied on it. Mm-hmm. And how much they like how much I relied on it to have pretty much to live a normal life, mm. you know it's not so to do what every everybody else because you know what I can say about epilepsy is that you're always you always feel like you're under risk, mm-hmm. okay, so um you know. You can't put yourself in tricky situations that you know that, you know, if something goes on, something goes wrong, you know, you could get hurt. Yeah, yeah. But it is something that you have to live with if you want to have a normal life. If you want to do stuff that other people do, you can't, you shouldn't let a brain injury or, you know, you shouldn't let that hold you back to do whatever you want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, that is something that, you know, I, you know, kind of like. So as an example of that, um, drinking alcohol, that if you were to, you put yourself in a position where uh, you could be harmed or yep. uh, whatever. Yep. So the right word for different. So, like I said, different epi- like epilepsy people that have de- epilepsy have different triggers. Yeah. Um, my trigger is drugs and alcohol. Mm-hmm. Uh, drugs and alcohol. It was as well caffeine to start off with, but I kind of just felt like like I didn't drink. Coke for two years, three years. I didn't have caffeine in two mm-hmm. or three years, you know, um, until I realized like it doesn't give me a big low, like I suppose alcohol would be. You know, if you had mm-hmm. a big night, you would feel like trash. And they, yeah, yeah, yeah. But like with caffeine, you know, you have that massive as high, you know, but then you don't feel like. Trash. Trash, you know, like... So what are some um, things you watch out for in your day-to-day that may... that you don't do because it may put you in harm's way if you were to have a um, situation? So, swimming. It's not my day-to-day. Yeah, was, that was a question. Did you continue swimming? Um, no. Um, I wish... Like, there's one thing I do wish. Yeah. And I do wish I did go back swimming. Yeah. Because I do say it to, I've said it to a couple of people is, you know, what's hard that happened to me with my near drowning is, you know, swimming was my life. Like I literally did swimming for nine or nine years or something around that. And that's the sport I did. You know, I had nothing really else. I had your identity. Yeah, I Mm. was, I was just swimming. That's what I did, you know. And then overnight, you have that one, you know, 
you just have that one thing and then overnight you can't do it you know you just can't yeah so you just think you know you like running yeah you, you like then, running and just remember oh you've just lost two of your legs how would you feel you know it's it's hard like and what i do feel like is that i want to leave swimming on my terms yeah like i want to just do like one thing i would want to do even like i've still got a couple of years to do it is train a little bit do a swimming meet mm-hmm. and say you know i've done it and i'll just leave on my terms like yeah. i wanted to leave you know like yeah. i didn't want to i got forced to leave yeah you know i want to leave on my terms yeah mm. fuck that'll be cool uh, so what other things do you kind of watch out for? Um, so wait, do you do you have a fear of swimming then? No, like going in the ocean. No, nah, it's all good. Um, I'm not a big ocean swimmer. Yeah. I was never a big ocean swimmer. But in terms of just going on the beach, like playing in the waves, yeah, like but that's all good. I wouldn't go. I'd go in and out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I'm not someone that would stay in there because I still have that fear. Yeah, you know because I first had that. First episode in a pool, and a sea. It's completely different, you know. Yeah. There's, you know, there's only one way out, you know. Yeah. <laughs> backwards. <laughs> there's backwards, and you know, you don't know how far out you are. Yeah, yeah. But swimming, oh, swimming. Um, but most of after, again, yeah, just pretty much just swimming. So, okay. what are some life impacts um, from? Being diagnosed with epilepsy. Life impacts. The um, fact you have to worry about taking drugs three times a day, obviously, is one. Yeah. If you miss one, you're fucked. Well, you're, well, not, you're not fucked, but like you, you start stressing, you know, and you'll be like, I need it. I forgot I need to take it, I'd imagine. Yeah. Um, I don't feel like, like there's, there would be life impacts. Mm-hmm. But I choose them not to have life impacts mm-hmm. because if you do have something holding you back, you know, you don't want have something to hold you back to have a normal life. For sure. It's excuses, isn't it? Exactly. So, like, I, as much, and you have to just claim it, you know, when you do have something wrong with you, just, you know, just take it, you know. Yeah. it's It's something different for you, you know what I mean? And... Yeah, so I don't have... I try not to have anything to hold me back of what I want to do. Um, yeah, because I just feel like if I want to have a normal life, if I want to do what everyone else does, I'm just going to do it. You know what I mean? I yeah. can't hold it back. Fuck, that's all good. Uh, so no drinking. But you've got a passion for the nightlife. <laughs> yeah, so... I wouldn't say a passion of the nightlife, but I've got... But you love it, don't you? I do. I, lo- I love the social life, uh, yeah. and yeah. So what a lot of people have asked me is, "How do you do it? How do you do it?" And I would possibly say I probably get that question if I don't actually know them, um, and I've told them. I would say probably twenty or thirty times a year. Not that many times because mm. I wouldn't tell people. Many, I don't tell many people. This yeah. is probably the most open thing I've ever said yeah. about it. But it's because I've never been drunk. 
because mm. I was 15 when I had my seizure, I'd never had a sip of alcohol. You know, I've never had alcohol in my entire life. So you don't know what it's like, so it's not like it's... Um, I'm not missing you're out not miss, Yeah, missing yeah. out. Yeah, it's so, just normality for you. Yeah, so that's what... Um, yeah, I'm not missing out on anything. So people will say, oh, yeah, you should feel better. But, you know, I don't drink, so I'm not actually hungover. But I stay up till so, yeah, you know. a sleep deprivation. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. It's even, I reckon it's even worse, eh? Well, getting older. <laughs> you can definitely feel it, eh? <laughs> so everybody is out in town, blackout drunk kind of thing, like all over the place, and you're yeah. here sober. You must see a lot of shit. Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, you must have a lot of dirt on your friends. I oh, remember that time, remember that yeah. time. Like, nah, 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 nah. And you're like, yeah, I remember it. Yeah, like, yeah, I suppose I used to, uh, you know, I used to have a lot of videos and a lot yeah. of, but. Do you yeah. love being the sober one, you know, to remember everything? Um, nah, because I don't think I have the greatest memory because, you know, part of my pills, I have short-term memory loss. Fuck. From, it's just a side effect. Yeah. So, I have short-term memory loss and I'm supposed to supposedly have gained weight two times as fast, like my appetite's supposed to be two times more than a normal yeah. person, but I don't eat much. <laughs> so um, I head up Tobias. <laughs> Come full circle, Mark. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, so obviously sober. You must do a lot of sober driving. Yeah. Eating your appetite. He love a bit of Macca's, mate. Oh, I do. Yeah. <laughs> I... What, what's your Macca's order? Well... Um, well, with Tobias, it's six hash browns. <laughs> six hash browns. <laughs> in, the, <laughs> in the morning, we love six hash browns. Coming back, you know, like when we're together, coming back from a early morning, six yeah. hash browns. Why six? <laughs> because you can only buy six, I think. What is it, like a cap or something? Yeah, they have a cap in Macca's. You can, I'm pretty sure they have a cap and it's only six, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so no burgers, nothing like that. Just oh, get a few hash browns. Yeah, we do, but like that's six hash order. browns is me and him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> fuck, that's nice. Um, are you any good at the pokies? Oh, <laughs> I love to dapple a little bit. Hey? Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> but have you won big? Nah, I can't say I have won too big, but I can say one time I um. I <laughs> I didn't want to pay money to go into the factory for a gig or something. Yeah. So I went to the pokies <laughs> and I won some money and then I walked straight in with some money. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's a gamble. So, yes, yeah. yeah, so I took the risk. So I was like, oh, you know, should I lose 20 bucks? Like, I do have a cap of, like, how much I want to spend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, so I was like, oh, I don't want to spend a lot of money but I'll have a little gamble and I'll see if I can actually get in with my little 20 bucks so, yeah yeah I got in <laughs> got a feature well, eh? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fuck that's nice um so with all that you, you you hang out with a lot of those DJs and stuff like yeah. that that's your socializing like you say yeah get into DJing where did this journey start from also started from uh Tobias yeah um, another thing is that, um, 
I actually bought my first like DJ controller. Um, it's called a Newmark Party Mix. I don't know if they still sell them, but <laughs> they it has like LED lights and it just like flashes all over the place. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, I bought that in two thousand and seventeen. And quite some time ago now. Yeah, quite some time ago. And I never, like, I had a little go at it, but I never really, I never went into it more. Like, mm. I never, like, before I got into it the second time, you know, I watched YouTube clips. I watched, you know, my mates were sending me videos of it, you know, like, that's what we do. Like, we send, um, you know, videos of people doing it, and then it just... What I didn't do back then is, you know, I didn't get what you're supposed to do to carry on. So it was kind of a more of a thing as I bought this and I never carried through with mm-hmm. it. Um, something that I do wish from now that I do wish that I learned it when I was 19 yeah. rather than, you know, 24 that I am now. I know. I learned it when I was 24. Yeah. Um but why do you wish that? Um, so I have a lot more years, mm-hmm. like just for experience. Yeah, just for experience wise. Um, but yeah, I just I feel like if you're in a a young club scene, like you'd want to start early. Yeah, you know, you'd want to start when you're eighteen. Soak it in a bit yeah. more. Um. And it does the late nights get to you. Um, I like like I said when you're like I'm twenty five and you know, when you have to stay up it's it's pretty tough work. <laughs> yeah, and back to work on yeah. a Monday. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Um but that's where it all started. And then in playing with Tobias, um, shout out to him. Um DJ I DJ Boomy. Yeah, DJ Boomy. Um we just played we just had so much like fun of like I was just mucking around with them yeah and like I never really have thought of like actually going a little bit further like um and then we were just mucking around and then all of a sudden I just he kind like you just kind of want to go a little bit further every mm. single time you just kind of want like I'm not a someone that would want to give up on something so I kind of just like stick at it and then when I'm you know, just keep on going at it. And then after a while, I kind of, I got got my first decks. It was my first proper decks after that one. And it was DD, DDJ 400s. And um, then I asked Tobias for some help. Um, and the best thing, best advice probably that he's ever told me is like, do it yourself. So do... Do it yourself, so get the songs yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, like, yeah, he he taught me the basics of mixing. He still teaches me to this day, because um, you know I'm not, the, I'm still not the best, and I know that I'm not the best. But um, you know, if someone says that that you like, you know, he has thousands of songs. If you say, "Oh, can I have you know hundred songs to?" He was like, just do it yourself. You yeah. get the songs. You know, you go through that hard work. You know, he's already gone through that hard work. Mm. You should go through that hard work to get further. 
Uh, so no shortcuts. Yeah, no shortcuts. And now then after that, I was like, okay, I want to go a little bit further. And the, I suppose the thing is to go a little bit further, you have to invest more. Mm. So I invested in my controller that I have now, which is, um, yeah, it's, I can't even think of the name, sorry. Um, but yeah, it costs a lot of money. Mm. Um, and then I actually, when I bought it, the next day, I, uh, this is a key point as well, I had a car accident. I was in the back of my car, second day I had it, Second brand new, yeah. brand speaking new. I'd probably been out of the box once, and I was in the back of my car when I had a car, massive car accident. Yeah. yeah. And what, written off the, the DJ? No. Nah. Completely safe. Completely safe. Oh. Still have it. Yeah. <laughs> nothing that's got, lucky. Nothing got damaged, but a couple speakers, that's about it. Yeah. So, where did your DJ name come from? Oh, so one, one New Year's. Uh, like I love disco music. Yeah. Like it is it is so cool. Like bring back the seventies. <laughs> <laughs> bring back the seventies, yeah. Ever just goes hard. Yeah. BGs go hard, man. Oh. And one what happened was that know, we were just mucking around one New Year's and then the name Disco Crisco came up and I kinda just like rang a bell like Yeah. It rolls off the tongue, yeah, Disco yeah. Crisco. <laughs> yeah, like Disco was that era, and I was like, Disco Crisco, and I was like, oh, okay, let's run with that. Um, what? And now kind of thing is I feel like if I was just playing disco music, I'd run off Disco Crisco, but like if I wasn't just playing, I I wouldn't want to be named Disco Crisco <laughs> if I wasn't playing just disco music. You yeah, know? for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. A little bit, yeah, so. It'd be a bit off-putting if you want to go to like a hard rave in these Disco Crisco. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so I just shorten it to uh, Crisco when I like yeah. do other kind of genres, but when I do disco, it's Disco Crisco, yeah. Yeah, yeah and everyone everyone knows it's Disco Crisco, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so you touched on your car accident. Your other turning point was university. When was university? Before or after that? Um, that was well before. Um, okay, so we'll, we'll just go into the university, then we'll come back to the car accident. I know. Yeah. So university, um, I felt like coming out of high school um, back then. I felt like you got pushed by the teachers to go to university. Mm-hmm. Well, I felt like I did. And As opposed to say getting a trade, getting a job, kind of. Yeah, thing. like yeah. I felt like I got pushed to go to university, and I didn't actually really know what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Still to this day, you know, I don't really don't know what I want to do. Mm. You know, um, like I have, oh yeah, this career might be good, but mm. when I went to university, I had such a good like. I had such a good nightlife, and that's how I kind of met these first DJs. And I didn't do too well because I went there thinking, you know, I should actually do this because I got pushed from my mm. teachers. But it wasn't just wasn't for me. Mm-hmm. And what and what I learned from one person when I was there, and he what his job was for because I went to WinTech. Yeah. And he said to me, I was friends with him after like after a while, 
he said that he when he goes to um, schools, he tells people that if you don't want to go to university, if you don't know what to do, just don't go. Because, you know, I got a twenty thousand dollar debt for literally completely failing one year. I take that on the chin. Yeah, I failed completely whole year. I passed my second year, but I passed my second year because I was guilty because I did so bad in the first yeah. one. But I wouldn't have had that debt, you know, if I had an advice of, you know, I didn't want to. I shouldn't have gone, you know. Um, and then... Do you think um, a part of that, why it didn't go too well as well, was because you short-term memory loss with your drugs? Yeah, like, that is a big thing. So what I have to do, um, is I have to write down quite a bit. I was going to say, you'd have to learn, like, twice as hard to remember. Yeah. Um, so I have to do things. Over and over yeah, and yeah. over and over and over, and over again. Reps. Yeah, a lot of repetition, like to make me learn a little bit, like better, and mm. so it's stuck in my head. Um, and yeah, so that was one thing. Like when I had to write an answer for some for something in university, I had to write it out ten or twenty times, you know, yeah. just so I could remember it. Just like high school, you know, like when you need a remember a quote from a book, you know, you have to write it out 50 million times yeah. so you remember it. Yeah. So how long did it take you before you realised that university wouldn't take, just fucking wasn't for you? After my second year, I was like... So you did first year, failed. You did second year, passed. repeating first year? Nah, I went from a bachelor's to a diploma. So you just changed? Yeah, the- and I felt like eight papers was too much for me. Um, so I went down to six papers and yeah, I passed, I think I, pa- I passed five in the last one. I failed by 1%, but yeah. yeah. And then what did you do after that? You just like, fuck, this is. Yeah. I was strange. like, yeah, I was like, no, nah, it's, you know, it's not for me. So what would you have liked to have done instead of that coming out of high school? What would you have liked someone to maybe that person to tell you that straight out of high school, if you, if you don't know what you're doing. You don't want to go to uni, don't go. What would you have done? I would have I would have found a job somewhere. Yeah. Um because just get a job. Just get a job. Uh, and but thing is, you know, they say that but everything's like a learning curve. So like and you know, you do stuff for a reason. Like I wouldn't have the friends that I would have now if I didn't go to university. Mm. You know, I wouldn't, my life would be completely different, you know, but I would have found a job somewhere. I don't know what I would have been doing, but I would have found a job somewhere. Yeah. We talk about case by case with epilepsies and uh, something else before as well. Do you think the blueprint of life, in quotation marks, is a case by case situation? Yeah, uh, I definitely think it is, like, I feel that, you know, you meet the people, I suppose, like, you meet the people that you need to meet at a reason, Mm. you know, like, I met you through 
you know, I wouldn't have met Ali or I met, wouldn't have met Tobias if I didn't go through university. Mm. You know, I wouldn't have gone through that path to meet you. You mm. know what I mean? So I feel like there are certain things that you have to do, but you wouldn't know that you've done it on a purpose to mm. meet different people, yeah. Like my life could have been completely different if I didn't, didn't go. Yeah. You know, I wouldn't be, I could not be DJing. You know, I could be doing completely different, yeah. There's, I'm not sure, but there's like a saying, something about like people come into your life to either like teach you a lesson. Yeah. Or change, oh, I think that's the same thing, teach you a lesson or change it, like drastically. Like people stay or people leave for specific reasons. And I suppose it's if you believe in destiny and stuff like that, but mm. letting people come and go as they please uh, to teach you a lesson and move on with it, meet new people. Um, Anything else on that uni part you want to touch on to why it's a key turning point? Um, yeah, so university, what I what I found is what that there is obviously university is a lot of hard work in it, mm. you know, and I think it's for me it was a turning point because I felt like. If you don't want to do something, like you should actually, I know it's a pretty bad, but if you don't want to do it, do something, if you don't think it is for you, just don't, don't do it. You know, it's, I think it could be bad advice, but like, if you don't, if you don't think it's for you, I wouldn't do it. That's fucking good advice, if anything, really. <laughs> yeah. Something you'd probably tell your children if you were having any, wouldn't it? Mm, like... If I did have like if I did have children and if I said you know if they went to university I'd be like is this the right choice like yeah. for like yeah you want to be the best parent you'll be like oh okay you know do university but like you don't have to go to university to do well in your life you mm. know you know there's multiple people that are very intelligent very wealthy people out there they didn't go to university it's also what you define success is like having a successful job. Yeah, isn't necessarily success to someone else. Yeah, you know, like it's different. Everybody has different values. Like they could be happy. You know? Yeah, yeah. If, if happiness is your definition of success, then the happiest person in the world is more successful than the person with the most money in the world, isn't it? Correct. Um, yeah, even like myself, I didn't know that I wanted to go to uni. I kind of just did it. Yeah, because I didn't. And that's didn't what everyone else did. Yeah, you just do it. Yeah. It's quite interesting talking to a lot of people on here actually talking just about taking gap years or wishing they'd had a gap year or um, yeah, doing starting something and not finishing it because it wasn't what they wanted because yeah. they gained more life experience. They, in a way, become an adult yeah. <laughs> and realise that they're, they're going in a completely different way. Um, so your next turning point was this car crash. Yeah. Just give us the uh, lowdown on, on the... Prior to. So this was um, January 2022. I was eight years seizure free. This was a fucking good summer too. Way oh. better than this year's summer just gone. Yeah. It was a great summer. Um, nice, hot, festivals everywhere. Yeah, yep. Um, and I did um, like travel... Um, Around New Zealand mm-hmm. as well, uh, with one of my, uh, with one of my good mates, um, we went to music festivals around New Zealand. 
Um, and it is what happened is that I just again, it's I pushed my body to the limit. Yeah, you know, stayed up late two two nights in a row. I may I don't know what I did with my uh, for pills. I may have forgotten it. I may have not. When you do have a massive car accident, you just don't remember much. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's just, again, pushing yourself to the limit. Um, it's something that I have learned in my life now is not to do. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, prior to, again, I have had another episode of pushing myself to the limit. Um, was... I was actually at um, my mate Tobias's house, um, and I worked three jobs. I worked my full time job, Fuck. doing forty to fifty hours a week. Yeah, I would finish that at hopefully five o'clock. I would go to my local pub. Um, I'd work from six o'clock to eleven o'clock, and then in the weekends I'd work at bar one and one. So I was doing like 70, maybe 70 hours a week roughly. And one one after, one Sunday afternoon, I just got to my car and I just like burst into tears. Yeah. I was literally that tired that I had, you know, now it's not the greatest thing to admit a guy crying, but like when you have pushed yourself to the limit, yeah, I just like started crying. I went on the went on the ground on the grass, and I just pretty much starfish in the grass, kind of just you know, yeah, just fucking yeah. And then gone. you know, my mates, um, Ali was one of them that you've had here before. You know, she brought me inside, and I just slept for a couple of hours. Eh, but um, no, that's another thing that just don't push yourself to the limit. You know, you you should know your boundaries. Mm-hmm. And that's something that. I have kind of learned throughout the years, um, and that car accident was one thing that really hit me as don't push yourself. You know your limit. Mm-hmm. So what was this car accident? So I was heading home. Um, it was like 6 o'clock in the afternoon. Um, so 6 o'clock in the evening. Um, and I was about 2K from Ochohonga, so nearly home mm. from Hamilton. Coming down the hill, and like coming down the hill, there's like a curve at the end, and there's the bridge. And they and I just crashed into the bridge in a hundred between a hundred to hundred and ten k's. Um, not my greatest achievement. No, was that um, a seizure or just what? Like just or you, once again, you don't know. Yeah. So what happened was they don't know what happened when I got to. When emergency people got there, it was, um, they thought I had a seizure, like, when I was in my car. Mm -hmm. Myself, I don't think I had a seizure in the car. I think I fell asleep. I have to probably take that on the chin, too. Um, I came out of hospital with two scars on my knee, you know, like, two scars, uh, which are, like, centimetre long, um... I couldn't walk for two weeks. What, what happened? Just this my, one of my knees just... Well, you crushed it. Not okay. crushed it, just like after that much of, you know, sudden impact. Yeah, I yeah. had 
hit it so hard that it just I couldn't do it. But yeah, yeah, yeah. So you didn't break anything though? No, nah, I didn't break anything. Yeah. But that's what I th- that's what I reckon. Like I think I fell asleep because you know when you fall asleep, your body is so relaxed. Yeah, that. Most mm. people, when they do have a car accident, when they do fall asleep, they don't come out with any injuries. And that's what, like, I'm thinking, like, I probably fell asleep. Mm. And it is now a thing now that don't go to, you know, listen to what they say on TV. Yeah. Have a nap on the side Have of the a road. nap on the side of the road. Yeah. Or, like, go to, you know... What I used to like, what I used to do, because I've just started driving again. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, yeah, have have something that you do to make you stay awake. If you are like, okay, I need to go. Actually, need to go to this place, but you know, you shouldn't be in a rush to get to that place. You should be able to have enough time mm-hmm. to be like, okay, let's have a little sleep for like twenty minutes. Yeah. You know. And if you're that tired, you can sleep on the side of the road. With, yeah. yeah. So completely rid off the car? Was it another oh, near-death experience? Absolutely. Yeah. Like, um, I don't know how I'm alive again. Um, Someone's looking after you, mate. Exactly. Exactly. There is um, someone out there. Um, and, yeah, what happened is I got... Uh, the Westpac helicopter coming and they picked me up from the bridge. Yeah. Um, a car was completely like wasted. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. There was no, there was no coming back to that. Um, but yeah, DJ Dex was sweet. DJ Dex was sweet and that was all I was worried about. And that's, <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's what I was saying in the back of my, um, like when I was so high. Like, yeah. I, I was like, High off the He wasn't asleep, guys. Yeah. He was yeah. <laughs> but no, like, yeah, what they were giving me, I was so high, and I just remember, like, DJ Dex, DJ, DJ Dex. <laughs> you know, and I just remember just saying, like, just, ah, uh, I remember going into the helicopter, and, you know, I just, I love to have a, love to have a good laugh. Like, I'm always there for a good laugh. <laughs> Especially on that stuff. Yeah. But um when I was in the helicopter, uh they I just wanted to go home. Like literally just wanted to go home. So I just kept on telling the pilot. I was like, Take me home <laughs> Just take me home. Like I don't care, just take me home. And it's like I just kept on saying it. Like all the time. Just non stop saying it the whole time. It's yeah. like you know, if you don't shut up I'll just take it home. I was like, okay. <laughs> but yeah, so um, that was really crazy. Like going into Westbrook helicopter, like they are some wonderful people. Eh? Mm-hmm. Um, and it was crazy because one of my cousins actually works in a Westbrook helicopter down in Wellington and he heard about it. Like, which sure. was, yeah, which is pretty weird. Yeah. Um, and... Yeah, when I, yeah, that experience, it was not an experience that I want to have again. It's mm-hmm. not an experience that I wish to have someone again. Like, go to, go to sleep on the side of the road. Don't, you know, don't put someone in that risk. Like, when I got to hospital, thing I, when I, I got told I was in a car accident and all I said, I was like, did I hurt anyone? Like, mm. I don't care. 
I didn't care anything about myself. Like I was like, I don't want to have that in my like in my mind that I've hurt someone else. Mm. I've hurt not just them, but I've hurt their family. You know, and what my parents had to go through from that, like they had a police car come up their driveway and talk to them about it. And, you know, if I was in their shoes, you know, mm. oh, that's the worst thing you would want eh, to have a police car rock up to you and say what has happened and that, you know, son's had a car accident. I don't, I don't want that to happen to, you know, oh, fuck no. to them again. I don't want it to happen to anyone, you know, so just go to sleep. Uh, go to sleep on the side road. Don't, you know, don't risk it. So other than uh, changing your mindset on driving when tired and stuff, um, has it flicked a switch in your mind that you do only have one life? That you've changed the way you think about things now? Yeah. Um, so there is, I do, like one thing that I always have, out in my life is you know live life to the fullest that's one mm. thing like you know you like the, you do have one life but you want to do as much as you can mm. you know um, but lucky enough I had two lives like again my near drowning and again my car accident mm. both I probably shouldn't have you know say both I shouldn't have survived but somehow I did and um, but yeah, don't like go out there, do those things that you want to do, you know, do, if you want to travel overseas, travel overseas, don't let anything stop you because you know, life is too short, you know, mm. anything can happen. Uh, you know, like I said, if you, you know, you're just training in a pool, swimming, you know, and one a minute, you know, something happened and... No, your life's over, you know? So if you have the ability to write your own story of life, looking back at what you've written so far, would you be excited to read your book? Absolutely. Like, there's... I... That's... I wouldn't mind, like, you know, I feel like... Like, myself, I feel like it's a good story of... You know, not many people would go through one. Mm. One near death, two near deaths. That's a bit crazy, <laughs> but um, yeah. Like, I feel like it would. I wouldn't. I wouldn't write it myself, but yeah. <laughs> but I feel like it would be like you don't give. Just don't give up. Mm-hmm. Like, don't give up on the things that you want to do. Um, and if someone st- someone tries to stop you, just keep on going. Um, do what you want to do. It's just one thing that I've learned throughout is don't let someone stop you. Do it. Nice. Yeah. So with say epilepsy and even being helped by Westpac, do you have like a desire to like support those? Communities, societies, in any way or form. Yeah. So one thing I really want to do in my in my life, I don't know when I want to do it, um, and is that I want to be 
a mentor for kids who de- develop epilepsy. Yeah. Uh, it's one thing. I don't know how, how I'll get into it, but yeah. it's something that I didn't have support with mm-hmm. when I was going through that. And I know how it feels like as a kid, when you do have epilepsy, it's tough because like, you know, people watch you most of the time, you know, drop to the ground and shake. Mm. It's not, it's not the pleasant side to like, I haven't, my doctor has told me, you know, you should see what you look like. Go, there's stuff on YouTube, you know, Go have a look at what you see, and I'm like, he said, do it if you want to do it. If you don't want to do it, don't worry about it. And I haven't done it. I haven't watched it, but I would know it's not a good sight. Mm-hmm. Um, I can say that I have clicked on YouTube and been on that site, but I've never pressed play on the video because I'm like, I don't want to see what I look like doing it. But it's not a pleasant sight, and when people do, like, bully like bully you for having that kind of stuff uh, it's not necessary like and that's like children are like they f- will like what happened to me you know i stopped swimming you know that's my life you know my mm. my story when i was you know a kid and then that just stopping and then you know people will have a will have a little like bully you you know when you do need like, because you have something wrong with you. I suppose, in a way, your identity went from a swimmer to a seizure boy. Exactly. In a boys' school. Yeah. And it wasn't, wasn't, well, it wasn't the best. Like, I, everyone gets bullied at school. Well, like we, we said before, yeah. yeah. But, yeah, it's... Did you um struggle to fit in? Um... I, like looking back now as an elder person, um, just your environment you were in, the friends you were around. At high school? Yeah. Um, I felt like I was at swimming so much that I didn't really have anything to do with the hostel mm-hmm. because I would leave... Um, because I wanted to stay connected to swimming as much as I could after I haven't touched on this yet is because I loved swimming that much and I wanted to give back to swimming that much because mm. was that I actually became a swimming coach mm. after I finished um, because it was something that I still stay connected to swimming, mm-hmm. it's the sport that I love. I still, you know, watch it um, on the Olympics when it comes in, uh, when it comes on, but... Um, it is I wanted to give back to that sport as much as I could do because and when I was away from the hostel I was just at the pool like I would leave I'd come back from school at 3.30 I'd go straight into a van to swimming and I'd arrive at 7 o'clock and then I'd pretty much dinner uh, prep do your homework go to bed and that's all so I, wanted to, I wasn't actually really at the hostel. So was it your happy place? It was my happy place. Was it also a place where you could avoid all that? Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely, no doubt. Um, you know, and I still, to this day, I still go back to my old swimming club. 
I haven't been there back in a while, but like mm. you know, my coach is still there, my manager is still there, people they used to swim with, um, they're not there, but you know that was many years ago now. But um, but you know, I still catch up with those. There's a few people out there that I used to do swimming with that yeah. you know I still run into and have a good old conversation. Um, and but you know, I just still feel like because I had that accident in the pool. I was I didn't want to leave swimming, so I stayed in swimming, but in a different, yeah, you know, different form, different form of it. And yeah, it's if that kind of thing happens, stay connected to your your club. Yeah, and that's what I did. I still I still try to go back there. Mm. Is uh, just a sidestep something that might be relatable. Say if you see someone in the public that you used to know years and years ago, say like someone you used to swim with, say in a supermarket. Do you think it's worse to just ignore them or just say the quick hi? If someone is say, just say you don't want to talk to them, um, oh, it depends on what you're in the supermarket for. If you're in and out, you, you know, do, yeah. you don't want to talk to them. But I just swear, like sometimes you just easy smile, easy hi, like bye kind of thing. Yeah, and they people just ignore you, like head down. It's just like oh. All right then. <laughs> yeah, like depends on how close you are, like to them. Like yeah. there's a few people out there that, you know, I'd happily, you know, stand there and have a little yarn to them. But, like, you know, if you're in the supermarket, you just want to get in and out. Like, I don't know about you, but I, I'm not a big supermarket fan. I'll just in and out, you know, I want to get I'll my... Save the high yeah, for a yeah. bit late, so in the motion of going yeah. past them high. Yeah. <laughs> go on. Yeah. Um, have you suffered from a bit of depression in your time then? Definitely after... Um, Definitely after I had my near drowning, because mm-hmm. um, like I said before, you know you're li- you're losing a life. How did you recognise that as a child or as a young teen? How did you know that that was depression? I didn't. Mm-hmm. I didn't until I was m- many years older. I didn't know that because um, I quite like to have like a I quite like to have happiness in my life. You know, um, I strive to be a happy person. I love to have a smile on my face. I love to, like, I don't think, like, you know, I know depression is a humongous thing. Mm. Like, I know there's a lot of people out there that suffer from it. But I feel like, you know, you ju- I just put a smile on my face. You know, not a fake smile, mm. but, like, I but I can say I definitely went through it, mm-hmm. but I didn't notice it. Yeah. Mm. Um, if you had some advice or something for someone who is going through a tough times, um, how would you get through it now? I would reach out to someone. What does that look like? Um, yeah, the thing is, reaching out to someone is hard. Mm-hmm. You know, you even if it's a parent. If it's a friend, if it's an actual counsellor or a therapist or a, you know, um, just reach out to someone and just tell tell them, you know, what's going on. Um, But at the, like I find at the end of the day that, you know, you need to find your happiness somewhere. Mm -hmm. Um, And you will always be, you, I find that, 
you will have that time in your life. Everyone, I find that everyone will have that time in their life mm-hmm. that they'll be they'll be set like go through a little bit of depression. You know, some people go through bad depression, but like you'll have a little bit of a sad moment, and you just need to find that happiness somewhere. You know. So at the start, you talk about music being a good stress relief for you. Mm. How did you discover that, and what does music mean to you? Um, so how it, I've always been like, after going through to my first music festival, I was like, this is like, this is sick. This is sick. Yeah. Like, I was like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know what you mean. Yeah. Like, honest, honestly, sitting on the R&V hill, the I love you bro hill, <laughs> listening to music when the sunset's going down and you're listening to some music. Uh, nothing beats that, eh? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and from then on, I think, I think actually R&V was my very first music festival. Um, yeah, it was probably mine as well. <laughs> and then, yeah, Bay, Bay Dreams the day after. Um, oh, yeah, straight up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, nah, Honestly, music festivals just, you know, got that to me and then I would be just listening to music all day long um, and then finding that passion. I wouldn't say it's a, you know, finding, suppose, a hobby, DJing, mm. you know, is you're trying to find music, you know. You're trying to find new new music. You're trying to find that the hits before a Joe blog finds the hits. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. You're trying to find that song, you know? Um, but, yeah, so that, just listening to music, like, in my, um, my old job, um, prior to the one I'm in now, I was alone by myself for, all like, most of the day. Yeah, like, yeah. I mean, like, eight hours of the day, I was by myself in a workshop. Not in a workshop, uh, like in a warehouse kind of thing. And I just had my earpods in. My earpods would go flat every single day because I'd be listening to that much. Fuck, you need another set. Yeah. <laughs> two like, sets, eh? What are you there for? Oh, just train them. Yeah, exactly. So, like, I think there would be at some, like, one point in time, like, I would just have to charge it for a little bit. Yeah. And, um, and honestly, I was listening to eight hours of music every single day. And this is it's going on for, like, Two years. Your Spotify rap would have been massive. Yeah, I think one year, uh, it was one time, like 92,000 minutes or something. And like the last couple of years was like 40 something. Oh, it's pennies, mate. Yeah. I I think I've got you on that. Yeah. I listen to it at work. Yeah. (laughs) So why do you find it a good stress relief to you? Is it because it takes you... Away on a journey, away in a different place. Fuck, just hype you up. Well, music's powerful way. Like different genre can chuck in a different emotion. Hell yeah! If you just listen to Titanium, you know you're gonna sing along, aren't you? Fuck yeah! <laughs> <laughs> I feel you on that one. Yeah. So if you know you're singing along to a song, you're gonna completely forget about what's going on, yeah, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you can't thrash Titanium fucking twelve <laughs> times a day. Yeah, I know, but like, but you know what I mean, like. You're gonna sing, like, like if you, like I find if you are so stressed, 
play a song that you know how to sing loud as, you know. Yeah. Get into a car, get into somewhere quiet, get into the shower, you know, just have a good sing along, you know. Nice. <laughs> so that's um your turning points. Is there anything else you want to add on those? Um there's one thing um that we covered that there's someone looking out for you. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's one thing I want to go back on to, and that's that my near drowning mm-hmm. situation. So when I was younger, um, I got baptized, and um, come, I come from a Catholic family. Yeah. Um, and you choose a saint that looks after you, and I mean, I was, uh, I was young. Like, I was probably seven or eight. I can't remember how, what, but I was very young. Yeah. And I, I um, chose a saint, because Saint Adjuta. You know, you may think it's weird, but... So Saint Adjuta yeah. is the patron saint of swimming and drowning. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> so, I find there is, like, I'm not... Like, I don't practice, you know, going to church. Yeah. But that is something that is, like, out there. I'm like, you know, something, someone's out there, you know, like, that is just, that isn't just coincidence, you know what I mean? Do you believe in a higher power? Um, it's hard. Mm. Because... I do, I like. I don't think I do, mm-hmm. but I think there's someone out there. Mm-hmm. But like, I've also had different. Like, I've had spiritual healing before. Yeah, and craziest thing, bro. Interesting experience. Yeah, so like they can't actually touch where is damaged to you. So like, she couldn't touch my head because that's where. Epilepsy came yeah, from, yeah. But she could touch, like, my like knees or my ankles yeah. or my, my hands or something. Honestly, it was the most one of the most powerful things I've ever gone through. Like, you just like she touch, like just touch me. And I was like, Woof, like just, just I could f- just feel it. Just like, so what was that doing? Like, what was she doing? What? Because what? we just went through like, um. Just went through what would make epilepsy go away. Mm-hmm. You know, I, you know, you don't really want to have, you know, something wrong with your head for the rest of your life. For sure. And so, and I'm sure with everyone else, if they have something, something wrong, they would try every single thing to make it go away. Mm. You know, and so yeah, I would try spiritual healing. That was just one of the most craziest thing. And like, I remember just like her telling me like, if you just, I, I do remember. I can't like, can't really remember something the word that she says, but it's like she said something flow, and if you just touch where it's like hurt. Like, say you hurt your hand, mm. and you're like, something is, like, 
Reiki flow or Shaky flow or something like that. Yeah, Reiki is the word. Yeah. yeah, and you touch where it's hurt, and it was just like that spiritual kind of thing. It was just like we'll make it not go away, but like the pain less. Mm-hmm. Um, and to some, sometimes to this day, I still, I still use it. You know, it's like in your mind, you think, okay, you know, let's just try this. See if it goes away, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and yeah, it's just more believing it. But I don't know if it worked. But it's more of getting your head to that right headspace, saying that you know it will be all right. Mm-hmm. You know it will be. You know it's just in your head. This pain is just in your head. You know if you can just say this, it'll go away. You know, but. Yeah, you know, you're just trying everything to get that. You know, if something's wrong with you, you're trying to get it up. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. You'd studied and everything. I reckon there is a higher power. Well, I don't believe in it, but I'm open-minded to it. eh? Yeah. And we're like a spirit kind of world, realm, whatever. I'm open-minded. I don't believe in it because I believe in facts like science. Yep. But I do reckon there is something out there. Um but I've just haven't seen it yet to yeah. believe in it 100%. Um, people obviously made a job out of it, so there must yeah. be something. You know, I've talked to a couple people that I, I trust and believe, and uh, they've had experiences. Um, it's pretty wicked. Um, I'm yet to experience it myself, but I'm open-minded to it. Um, I don't believe in uh, religion. Yeah, I'll say that. Yep. Um, yeah, it's just interesting conversation, isn't it? It is because you know some people do believe in it a lot, you know. Yeah. And some people are very obliged to, you know, this or the highway kind of thing. Like you know, religion is it. It. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's just crazy. Got any dating advice for me, mate? Tobias reckons that uh, he always talk to people, but you never follow through. Got all the mahi, no treats. <laughs> You know, you get to first base and you, you get out trying to sneak a second. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what have we got, mate? You got someone new each week, apparently. <laughs> Choo-choo, here comes the train. <laughs> oh, he's stitched me up here. Um, What's the secret, mate? Confidence. Yeah, no, I've lost words. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, dating advice. To be honest, I don't have any. <laughs> <laughs> Got any horror dating stories? Any stitch-ups? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I do have some... Oh. I've got what I've got one story, but yeah. uh, <laughs> give us the doozy. <laughs> oh no! So um, anyway, I had uh, I met this girl, and you know, obviously it was the night before, night after. Oh yeah, the morning after, and she was like, I just lived around the corner from Macca's. Yeah. She's like, oh, do want to get something to eat? And I was like, oh, 
No, I'm not that hungry. Swimming <laughs> 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 so to your left. Went over to some Maccas and got some first. Because <laughs> I, I wasn't, I didn't want to pay for it. <laughs> Did you see it there though? No. Oh, God, that would have made it so much worse. But this was many years ago. Yeah. This was young Chris now. So, so older Chris yeah. will pay for yeah. it. Yeah, older Chris will pay for it. Just putting it out there. But um, I was going yeah, back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> but no, don't come to me for a dating advice. Yeah. Absolutely not. What's your opinion on um, who pays for the first date? Okay, um, I'm kind of mixed with that because, mm-hmm. like, if they offer, yeah, like, this is a key point I've heard before as well. Yeah, if they offer, like, I think going, I feel like they on a first date. Mm-hmm. I feel like they should, you know, should offer. You mean or should pay for it? At least should offer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean. Um, but I think it's just still going back, back to the days, like back, back, back in the days where I suppose men pay for the first, mm. first date, you know, like, or if not the first date, they pay for the dates. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's, you know, I guess, suppose back in the days they, you know, the men were the working, the working men. men so yeah. they had the money, you know what I mean? And the, you know, it's a bit sad, but. You know, they stayed at home, but like, I feel like that has still come, you know, mm. come down the generations where, you know. If they want equality, though, they've got to be offering, eh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, another opinion I've heard is that if they ask you out, then they are more obliged to pay for it as well. Well, I don't know. Cause so, if I ask you <laughs> to come out for dinner and I was in a dating situation, You'd assume IE's offering to take me out for dinner, you know? Yeah. But how um, many times has that happened to you? Yeah, never. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I suppose that would be the case. And then another one is that someone um, I talked to once as well was like, if they don't even offer, it's just a huge red flag. Like, it's no go. Mm. Or even just offer to split the bill. Like, it's not that hard. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, it is pretty stereotypical. Right? It just... Males are expected Yeah In a way Very old fashioned It is And it's weird that That has come Through the generations That it's it's, You know Still there Mm. Mm. But I suppose When you're in a Like Obviously I Haven't been in that Dating life In a Long time But I feel like You know If you do one They do the other Yeah Or You know Something in the long Long lines of that Yeah or like you buy coffee. Yeah. Do you buy coffee, whatever. Yeah. Like, tit for tat in a way. Unless like yeah, you're years down the track and you realise you earn someone earns double than you'd kind of expect. Yeah. But that's completely different. Yeah. That's that's not dating, that's relationship. Something we're both not well versed in. Nah. Unfortunately. <laughs> unfortunately, unfortunately. <laughs> oh both. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, final questions. You ready for it? Yeah, help me. Are you a scrunch or a fold? Fold. Fuck, I love how everybody knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, who is someone you'd like to speak with, dead or alive? 
Um, both my granddads. Yeah. I've never. They were. They passed away before I. Mm-hmm. Um. Why are your granddads, as opposed to your grandparents? Um, so I've only had one grandparent. Mm-hmm. Um, haven't. Like, again, like I wouldn't mind talking to my other, you know, my mm. other grandmother as well. But I feel like I never had the opportunity to talk to them. Mm-hmm. You know, I never had that experience of growing growing up with them. And there is just, they're probably one person that I would like to just talk about. I'd like to know more more about. What would you ask them? Um... Uh, like, there's probably a few things, like, you know, one of my, one of my, um, like, one of my grand grandparents, my granddad, he, you know, was in the war. Mm-hmm. Like, I know that he wouldn't want to, he wouldn't want to speak about that. Um, uh, he even didn't say a word to, uh, what I've heard from my dad that, you know, he didn't even speak to him about it. But, like, even just stories of, you know, what they did or, you know, of just, like, going over to their place and just, like, you know, I've just, I never had that experience. I Like, not even, like, talking to them, but, like, I never really, I never met them. Mm. You know what I mean? I never met both my granddads. I never met my other grandmother. And it's something... That not just talk, but to me. Mm-hmm. Mm. No, that's nice. If you didn't have to work anymore, what would you do with your days? Oh, travel. Yeah, yeah. Just all over the world. Um. Well, I actually, uh, I'd want to go to America because I did have a contact booked. Um, at Camp America. Oh, even that. Fuck, that would have been sick. Um, booked pre-COVID, just yeah. before COVID. So, um, they wanted, still wanted me to go over. Um, and, you know, I can still do Camp America without going through that interview, mm. that interview process. Um, but now that, you know, like, I had a contiki on the, uh, West Coast, uh, with my brother. My brother was going to go over with me. Um, and then we had tickets to Coachella as well. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, I think at that moment, Rage Against the Machine was headlining. <laughs> and um, That'll be an experience. To... And Frank Ocean, I think he was the other person. Yeah. 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 Uh, Pure class. Yeah, just like, you know, it would have been... Cool to go see that man. It was just, it would have been crazy. Um, so what's holding you back from doing it now? Coach Ellis, there's nothing holding me back now. Mm. I would just be saving for that trip again. Yeah. Um, what's holding me back from Camp America now is age. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, like Anna was on here, one of my first few guests, and she's going back. Yeah. So she just come back from the Camp America, and yeah, she's. On our way back soon, I think, or if not now, yeah, go do it. Absolutely love today. And like the thing is, 
that I feel if you're halfway through like a career mm. as well, like you don't yeah, want to get tough, eh? you don't want to give up yeah. that career to go and have you know like I was going to teach people how to swim over there. That's what I was going to do. So I was still doing my passion of swimming, and that's like I wanted to give back to that sport. Yeah. But um, that's what I was going to go over there for. I was going to go over to Maine. Do you know where Maine is? No. Um, it's right on top of the east coast mm. by um, like by Canada, like the closest state yeah, to yeah, Canada, yeah. Um, like a couple hours from Niagara Falls. So you just worried that one, you're too old, and two, that you're career. halfway career. Yeah, definitely. But can't you just didn't you just start a new career? Oh yeah. Can't you just do that when you come back, or you may even change? Oh yeah, I possibly could, but I feel like you're only people 25. would yeah people would get ahead. Then like it's more of like whose race are we running though? You're you're running your own race. But, like, there is, I, like, myself, I feel like you're trying to get ahead mm-hmm. early in your life. To, get your foot in that door, right? Yeah. And it's the same, like, people run, like, they are trying to get into the property market. Mm. You know, they are trying to, they're hardest to get into the property market. And, like, for me, I'm happy, like, I wouldn't mind having a property of my of my own, mm. but I'm happy of not having a property. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like because I can just pick up my stuff, and go. You know? Yeah. So the so no the, ties. So can they? But like, you still have to. You know, you'll have to get someone to get go in and pay your rent and then go off. You know what mm. I mean? But yeah, I at this moment of time, I. Don't know where I want to settle, mm-hmm. and obviously I want I want to travel at some point, and but well, I want to end my life in New Zealand, but I want to live and work not in New Zealand. Yeah, sounds like you're giving up on that career, mate. <laughs> um, what is something that you want to have achieved or started in five years' time? Um, I five years' time. Um, to I want to go a little bit further into um like my hobby. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely not as like a full time job. It's just as a hobby, just to learn more. Yeah. Um, career wise is um stick at it, stick at my job. Um, and I feel like, you know, one thing that I have learnt, you know, from my, from my dad is that stick at your job and like, so it looks like that you've been at your job for so long. And so on your CV, it looks like, you know, you've stuck there, Mm. you know, you've, you know, you've gone through the ups and downs of your job, you're not always going to have a massive high in your job, yeah. you know. It's not like you just leave when shit hits the fan. Yeah, exactly. So you're not going to be there, you know, for six months, you know, you have had this job, this job, this job, this job, you yeah. know, you've had, 
yeah, it's tough when you like apply for a new job. Like I felt like it was tough to apply for a new job at the, my current job because I was at my old job for five years. You know mm. what I mean? So, and they have to ask for two references, but like my past reference was, you know, five years ago, five years ago, Yeah, you know? So like that thing is a little bit tough that, Shit. but I suppose when you get older in life, you know, you have a couple more experiences, but, yeah, but career is a massive thing. Yeah. I mean. At your funeral, what do you want people to remember you for? Always there for a laugh, and always having a smile on my face because something I always strive for. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah. What is something you used to run from until you had to face it head on? Um. Yeah. So that is. Uh, like we um before we spoke about this is getting injured uh, with epilepsy and something that I had to uh, face head on was not to feel you know that whole thing about getting bubble wrapped you know bubble wrap around yourself so yeah so you don't do anything that may cause harm or put you in a bad situation or whatever. It's not yeah. what parents do to kids, like, yeah. they're going to do something, like, oh, no, 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 no. But, yeah, but you're doing it to yourself so you don't yeah. get hurt. So that's something that I've hit hit on that, you know, I don't want to bubble wrap myself. Like You don't want to put limitations on your life because of... Ab- absolutely not. Nah. And, like, you know your limits. Everyone knows your limits. and But you shouldn't hold back of, mm-hmm. you know... Probably like sky jumping, you know. Probably a big, big. I shouldn't be. Do, I shouldn't do it. Yeah. But why not? You know, you just got to do it. Sometimes you just got to do stuff. So is that on your uh, bucket list? Is it? Not on my bucket list, but I wouldn't mind doing it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. What does the next chapter look like for you? Uh, heading overseas. Um. Have you got that? Already planned out? No, not yet. Uh, maybe um, in the near, maybe maybe next year I'll try to look into it. Mm-hmm. Um, or go on a holiday somewhere. Yeah. Because something else that I've also followed on is that, and what I've recognised from last year when I went on holiday is, you, know, you need to go for holidays, you need to have breaks in your work. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. You can't be doing the same shit day in, day out. Yeah, like there's one thing uh, in my company that I work for at the moment, they have, um, which honestly, I don't know where to sing, but they say that you're supposed to have two weeks off in a row for mental health. So that's what you have to have two weeks off in the middle of the year. Mm. You just have to have it. And Is that on top of your 20 days? Annual leave. Nah, so that's including it, but yeah. you have to have, like, you can't have, like, a day here, day there, day yeah, You have yeah. to have two weeks. Fuck, that's all right. For mental actually. health, yeah. Fuck, that's not bad. Good way to recharge your batteries and shit, eh? Yeah, yeah, like, they're, oh, it's amazing, the stuff, like, like, the company, I, I really enjoy the company I work for mm-hmm. at the moment. I really, really like them and how they work as well. 
Um, so it's Rabobank? Yeah, it is Rabobank, yeah. Um, they, it's just... Do you think it's a benefit of being in a large corporation? How... They can afford stuff like that? How, yeah. 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 It's... Oh, like, coming from, uh, coming from a very small, not small com- small company, but prior. Mm. So I started my old company with five of us, ended up being 20 in five years. Still pretty small. Still pretty small, but then going to, uh, what, one, there's 500 New Zealand, there's, I heard there's 1,100 in Aussie, you know, yeah. it's massive. Huge. Yeah. Uh, so there's something that I've been doing, which is um, a reel on every episode now. Uh, here's a reel that I've uh, popped up for this week. Mm. Um, it's just a old Joe Rogan one. Be the person who steps forward, starts it off, makes an action. Tell someone how much you care and appreciate them. You can do that. We can all do that. And we've all had it done to us, and it feels amazing. When someone comes up to you out of nowhere and goes, hey, man, I just want to tell you. I really appreciate you. I know yeah. sometimes we don't talk to each other that much, but when I do, I really enjoy it. Yeah, it just popped up, and I was like, fuck, that's pretty cool. Like, Actually, talking to people, like, so like you and I, we've hardly spoken in the last, what, six months, year, whatever. Mm. But I appreciate it, and I appreciate your time, and uh, willing to share on, like, say, this little hobby of mine. Um, yeah. But even, like, one time where... At least, uh, it was even your place at the time. We went for a walk around when they in Harrowfield with the yeah. lights. And man, I appreciate that yarn that we had. It's just sometimes you need to be that person to to talk to others. I suppose it's part of that depression, raising your awareness, yeah. saying that you're there if someone ever needs it as well. But like I would always, you know, say to people that no, I would be down for a yarn if they mm. needed. Like I understand that people go through some shit in their life, you know. If you just want to, you know, reach out, have a yarn, you know, if you go through the same experiences I have, you know, if you don't drink and if you do want to, you know, have, like, you know, more someone experienced of, you know, going through a conversation saying, you know, it's okay, Mm. you know. And, you know, don't get peer pressured, you know, you have to... You know, you have to have a lot to go mm. through not having peer pressure because, you know, there is a lot of people that do it, that peer pressure you to drink. And I feel like it's just the culture that we live in now. Oh, for sure. So leave us with a quote, a words of wisdom for our listeners. Um. So, yeah, there's actually one that I uh, made up. Uh, yeah, beauty. Yeah, so um, don't um, – it is – don't let the world, um, sorry, it was don't let the world change your smile. Let your smile change the world. Fuck yeah, that's nice. What does that, <laughs> what does that mean to you? How come that came, came to the top of your head? Um, yeah, it came to me, I don't know why it came to my head, but it's just like something I was it like. It just clicked with you. Yeah, I was like, I was making an Instagram post and I was like, oh, what's a cool thing to say? Yeah. And I was like, came into my I was walking back from work and, you know, got 40 minutes, 60, 40 minutes to walk back home. I was like, I was probably on making this Instagram post for a long time. Yeah, and I was like, captions. Okay, yeah, yeah, they yeah. just get to you. They mean everything. Yeah, no, but um, what it means is that, you know, one smile can brighten someone's day. If, you, mm. if I smile to you, you're going to be like, oh, 
you know, you know, cool. Yeah. And, but like, you shouldn't let some, you shouldn't let the rain, or you shouldn't let someone else drag your smile down. You know, be happy. Be happy. That's the most important thing yeah. in life. You know. Oh, I love it. <laughs> Much better than my one this week. <laughs> my one is uh, three things never come back: time, word, and opportunity. Therefore, mm. do not waste time. Choose your words and do not miss the opportunity. It's just something about living your life to the fullest, like we've kind of mentioned. Yeah, you know, time ticks. It's the only inevitable thing. Really, yeah, other than death. Um. Yeah. No, much appreciated, man. Um, it's another solid potty, nearly two hours of your time on a Saturday. You got a big night out tonight. Oh, not yet. <laughs> <laughs> Probably will be that way. No, it's much appreciated, and thank you for sharing your story. Um, like you said, it's some things that you hardly talk about, isn't it? Um, yeah, it's something I actually I haven't opened up to it, like to you know a wider people. Like mm. I to say it to my like my friends, but I'm not afraid to say it to mm. people. You know, like just own it. Just own it. Just own it. That's one thing I like to do. Just own it. I can love it. Uh, cheers, everyone, for listening. Um, stay tuned and see you next week. <laughs>